Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the Community Trail Running Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Lee. Thank you for joining me once again. So many podcasts out there and I so appreciate you spending a little bit of your time with me. Today we're chatting with James Stewart and Brian Clements and we're learning about the Bremner's Winter Vancouver Vertical Kilometers series taking place here at home in British Columbia. The climbing series is free to enter which is super cool and they reward not just the fastest climber but descending counts and so does the amount of efforts you put in. The series sounds like a lot of fun and these two are really excited to spread the word about it. Only a little bit of housekeeping first. I know I promised another race director answering our question. Good news is that's still coming and more. Mike LaBelle is going to join us. He's going to chat all about a brand new race as well as answer that Ask Adam question. Can't wait for that. Also, I have a link to the Discord channel. Join us there. But today we're chatting vertical kilometers. Today's guests are James Stewart and Brian Clements, and we're talking about the Bremner's Winter Vancouver Vertical Kilometer Series. The duo hosted a summer series for the past few years, and they had so much fun doing it. They're breaking out a winter version this year, which officially just started November 18th. James, Brian, thank you for taking the time today. Uh, no worries. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, wonderful to be here. I'm very excited for the episode. James, you're an accomplished ultra runner and coach, and Brian, you're no slouch when it comes to running trails either. The two of you clearly have a passion for this. Before we get into how you hooked up, let's start at the very beginning. Brian, tell us what a VK Challenge is all about and how the Bremner's version works. Yeah, thanks a lot. Well, in basic terms, a vertical KM race or vertical kilometer race, you know, what we're calling as a VK, is essentially an uphill mountain running race that ascends you know, a thousand vertical meters in the shortest distance possible. You know, it, it isn't that old of a concept. It was invented in, you know, 1994. And okay. it's, and it is, uh, it does have a, a certification uh, by the International Skywriting Federation. And to be officially certified in, in this, uh, it has to, like I said, climb a thousand meters, but it has to be in less than five kilometers. Um, and if I could relate a bit of my experience in the, in the series, um, you know, we just started it last year. The first time, I mean, it was an amazing experience for me. And I actually, quite frankly, didn't know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> um, I mean, there's such a diversity of courses with what, you know, the 20 courses, the summer course that we put on, uh, you know, different trains, elevation profiles, technicality, route finding, and just the mountainous conditions. You know, in my mind, I was never going to compete for course records. So my, you know, my primary focus for the series was doing high volume of courses and, you know, and, and primarily just seeking adventure with, with friends, right. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the trail community is like a, is like an extended family to me. But what I found is doing all that, my, my, uh, my fitness skyrocketed all while improving my performance, you know, and, and, and much of the, the performance uh, that I, can be attributed to James and his coaching because he's also my coach. Well, that's a nice little dip into your background there. And I think you've described a little bit how you and James hooked up. Uh, James, what made you want to start the series to begin with? Uh, so when I started trial running 15 years ago, I had a really bad back injury and a badly damaged knee. And all I could do was run uphill and basically hobble back down for the first few years. Oh, geez. So the uphill part was a big salvation for me because it was the only thing that really started to improve my chronic back pain issues that I'd long suffered. And I just got addicted to this process of running fast directly up mountains simply because it's, you know, it's all I could do. So uh, over time, the hobbling downhill also improved my knee. 
And uh, eventually I was able to progress into trial running um, competitively. And then fast forward about seven years later, I was standing on the start line in Europe against, you know, the fastest trail runners in the world in the vertical kilometre sky running series there. Uh, two days after I did the VK race in Chamonix, there's another famous race there called the Mont Blanc Marathon. And uh, I decided to enter the race just for a fun experience. And I'd only done VK style training in the nine months leading up. So basically no long runs. I think I'd only finished about one trail marathon before at that point. And I ended up coming 21st out of 2000 people. Oh, wow. And it was quite a strong field that day. And I was really surprised with how well I did. Um, I did fade late in the race, as you would expect, with no long run training. <laughs> but it really opened my eyes to just how powerful training for vertical kilometers could make an athlete. And this really stuck in my mind for a long period of time. Just prior to that racing season in 2015, I'd stopped by Vancouver just to run the Grouse Grind, so this famous uphill trail in North Vancouver. And without this trail being there, I, I probably never would have stopped by Vancouver at all. And <laughs> I really loved the trail, and it's unique and, and really different to those grass slopes in Europe. You know, I, I saw there was a community of runners here that are interested in, like, uphill kind of style training, which I hadn't experienced anywhere else in North America. And I really saw the potential in Vancouver, and I hoped to return, which I did two years later. So after that 2015 season racing in Europe in the VKs, uh, I did lose interest in the competition side of running. And I just spent my time traveling, exploring the Alps, Asia and North America with my camera. And I learned during this period the value of building a big aerobic base off the, off the back of a strong vertical focus base. And uh, I had that itch in the back of my mind about that experience in the Mont Blanc Marathon um, and I really wanted to move my the focus of my career into trail running coaching as a profession. Mm. So as a nomad traveler for many years, I, I set up a base in Vancouver, but I still kept going to Europe for my summer trips. But I definitely enjoyed the winter running opportunities here that Vancouver presented. Basically, in 2019, I did the multi-grouse grind challenge, which uh, I climbed the trail 18 times in 19 hours. Oh, wow. Which, which passed the previous record of 17 times in a day. And that was something like 15,000 vertical meters. And we have a tram here that can take you to the bottom. So it was uphill only day. And I kind of fell back in love with the vertical aspect of training during that process. There really wasn't any other uphill only races here in Vancouver, definitely no VK races. Um, and so I started cataloging routes that could work here. And, you know, as I said, Vancouver is very technical terrain compared to that in Europe. Mm -hmm. And so the kind of the, the uphill routes kind of stand on their own as kind of a, a, a different sport, I really. So my, my results at the multi-grind started to bring me coaching clients interested in vertical style training. And I started training them for the multi-grind event in 2020, but then the pandemic hit and everything mm -hmm. was cancelled. So at that time, like vertical style races were starting to take off that year. And I felt that uh, VK racing was well suited to the virtual concept uh, since most VK races are run in time trial format anyway. And it's definitely a style of running where you're racing yourself uh, against the clock more than other competitors. Mm -hmm. I think Vancouver is really fortunate to be one of the only locations in North America suited to VKs. And I wanted to bring a race format to North America that could slowly develop here. And that meant the race had to be virtual for a while because there just isn't enough interest in it to make in-person races viable. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we have a lot of courses and permitting here is quite a nightmare. So... Um, I didn't know if it was just going to be a 2020 thing, but we've had about 60 people sign up for the first two years in the summer series. And I think it's proving to be a successful concept. And we're hoping to bring like an in-person championship race this summer. And uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. 
That would be super cool. Uh, Brian, uh, James just touched on it. It's been virtual. I, it sounds like the feedback's been pretty good. Maybe tell us a little bit more about the winter one. You mentioned that there was 20 some odd options in the summer. How many do you, do you guys have for the winter and how many people have you had sign up so far? We've shrank it a bit. It's five courses, but has uh, has 15 segments to it. Nice. You know, James collects a hell of a lot of emails because we're constantly asking for feedback on the series. You know, we get people from saying it's unique, it's challenging, harder than I expected, easier than I expected. Uh, I didn't know all these trails existed in Vancouver. So um, responses have been great. And uh, we're, you know, James already mentioned that we're going to hopefully have an in-person competition on the name of the course is completely necessary, which nice. is on Mount Unnecessary. <laughs> so we're yeah, we're looking forward to that one. That sounds great. It'd be super cool if you guys could get together in person. Brian, uh, just kind of set you up, James, to sort of break down how your vertical challenge works, because I know it's not all about the fastest times, and that was important to you as well. Uh, a lot of people are, are kind of intimidated by the fast times that other people post, and this has caused them either to not compete or actually some of the people were actually competing in private and not submitting their times to the oh. series. So, I mean, as a coach, I'd always recommend to athletes not to compare themselves with others, but I guess that's kind of human nature a little bit. But if you're going to do it, I guess at least uh, use other people to inspire you to get out there and do it by example. And I think Brian's a great example to follow. You know, obviously, there's only going to be a handful of people capable of setting the fastest times. And I've tried to make it like an inclusive event where it's not just about fast times. Mm -hmm. And then I, I think that's where Brian's achievements come into it a bit here, because Brian, with his his huge basketball forward frames, not your typical style VK athlete, who'd normally be really light and lean. Um, Brian's an incredible athlete, but he's not ever going to be setting the fastest times. But he's you know he's more than capable of doing like 50 or more VKs over a four month stretch, no problem. Mm. You know his power to rate ratio is really insane. So I guess I was thinking about how do I reward someone like Brian and keep him interested in the series. So. Uh, with the power ranking format we have, it's just the way that we re reward people who put the most effort into the series. And we give them rewards and challenges to aim for. And, and that has actually spurned forward some really epic feats of endurance, particularly last summer. Like Brian knocked off a few days where he was doing triple vertical kilometer days in like oh, wow. really gruesome backcountry terrain. And um, yeah, I think last summer, uh, most people competing were just really focused on checking off the 20 courses and the power ranking competition actually got more interest than the far side of things. So I think um, the best feedback is coming about, you know, just the experience that the series offers people. And uh, I just really wanted people to engage in a community of like-minded people and see VKs for what they are. Like it's a really, really useful training tool uh, that makes you a better athlete, no matter what your core focus is on. You know, as Brian can attest to, it's brought a lot of people together for shared experiences as well. That's kind of the coolest thing about trail running for sure is getting out there with the community. Brian, sounds like you're out there a lot. What are you looking forward to most about the winter version? Oh, well, have you got another hour? It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, if I could break that down into just a few buckets, you know, I'm an extremely competitive guy and, you know, the competitive opportunity to just continue training into the winter months. Um, and, and to have a, you know, a comparative with other athletes, but, you know, also even challenging yourself. And, you know, we, we live in the best mountains in the world, um, at least my experience so far. But just, just to maintain being in this environment, that's, that's the passion. That's, you know, just doing it with friends and, and the Bremner teammate, teammates. You know, we're, we're part of the Bremner's running team, which is, 
you know, we we uh, we like to run, we like to eat, and we like to we like to do things together. So it's just an awesome awesome concept. Nothing wrong with that, uh, James. It's a great chance for you to obviously get your coaching word out there too, which is super cool. What are you looking forward to most about the winter version? And maybe give us an idea of what uh, some sort of times or, or or records or anything you might expect is going to roll in this winter. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting series because winter always throws curveballs in terms of uh, you know the conditions that are out there. It's constantly changing between you know new snowfall and soft pack, and then doesn't snow for a while it turns into hard pack and ice and so i think the athletes in the series they're just going to have to use their experience to select the right times when they go for their efforts like if especially if they're going for fast times Mm -hmm. and i guess in terms of times you know like the world records in vk sit just under 30 minutes in europe but vancouver our terrain's like way more technical so it's pretty difficult to get anywhere south of 40 minutes on any of our courses and you know every course is different it has its own personality so you know, anything under an hour is really impressive. And, you know, between like 50 minutes and hour 20 is where most people tend to land. But we've had people going over two hours. And, you know, like I said, I don't think time matters that much. What matters is if you're improving personally and anyone who can climb a thousand meters should be proud of themselves. And I think you're doing better than most people. So, yeah, just get out there and have fun. And, uh, you know, in winter, you know, you need a little bit of experience, but I think this series will also help people develop experience as well because it's on the established winter uh, trails. There's lots of people out there snowshoeing and just tr- chose courses of this series that are going to be safe for our competitors and are, are well commuted. And I did notice a, a main point on your website was telling people to follow the BC Adventure Smart information and, and trip planning and all that. Very good yeah, advice, sure. obviously. Please tell us pe- where people can find out more about this uh, series, where they can sign up, get involved. All right, so verticalkm.ca is our website. And we also have a hashtag that you can use on Strava or Instagram, Facebook. It was Vancouver VK. And uh, my coaching is at couchtothesummit.com. And I'm also on Instagram, uh, couchtothesummit, all one word. And I'm also on YouTube too, uh, just typing couchtothesummit on there. Thank you so much, Brian. Where can people follow your crazy trip up and down the mountain a bunch of times this winter? Yeah, well, I'm not uh, I'm not that much on social media, but you can find me on Strava under my name, Brian Clements. And uh, that's it for now. <laughs> Fantastic. Huge thank you to Brian and James both for being here today. Huge thank you to everyone listening. Shout out to race volunteers everywhere. And until next time, I'm Adam Lee, and this is Community Trail Running. Hey.